Folks, welcome back to uh, episode three in our long list of equipping podcasts for the local church. Um, last couple of times we've been talking about desire and starting with Christ. And, and one of the things that I wanted to clarify with Peter, because I think uh, he mentioned this uh, in the first episode, and uh, it related to missional activities <coughs> or being missional. And there's a distinction there that I think it'd be helpful just to talk about um, for this episode. Uh, as we as we understand, you know, how are we sent as Christ into the world? So, could you kind of clarify the distinction that's there, if there is one? A distinction between what? Missional activities and being missional. So, is doing the dishes a missional activity? Hopefully, that's rhetorical. Well, for me, it is. Well, is is. Is doing the dishes an activity that I do because I'm part of a family or do I do it as a specific action to bless the family? You can't distinguish. Right, okay, yeah. Yep. So I do dishes because I'm part of a family. Yeah. Doing dishes is part of the joy of having eaten, is part of the responsibility of being in a house and if I don't feel like it's my job, I will do it anyway because they need to be done. Yeah. So while I understand the question, and it's a, it's a brilliant question because we, we know that in the Word and in life with Jesus, we're called to engage with the world. So the question, do we do missional activities? In other words, are there missional projects that we engage in? Are there missional tasks that we carry out? Or is it simply that our whole lives are missional the answer is yes. It's interesting, just as you're saying this, and maybe this helps um, clarify some things, that you know, I think the nature of human nature is that if, if you tell me there's a missional thing for me to do, I go, okay, so I can, I can uh, exert my energies and efforts and mind towards that. But if you say it's all missional, everything, can it, can it can tend to deflate us or tend to, can we lose our way in that a little bit? Well... Again, we come back to those three things, being with Christ, being sent by him, and gathering together, or not gathering together, but being church. I can't be sent without one or two others. Yeah. That doesn't mean those one or two others have got to come down the main street of Mount Torrens, or those one or two others have got to come with me when I am yeah. called to apologise to Julie. I think this is important. Buddy. But without those one or two others, I may never apologise to Julie. I may be so full of my own pride that I never do that. And one of the most base missional activities I can do in my marriage is take responsibility for that which I need to take responsibility to. So I can only be sent because I've been with Jesus. So my desire that I've asked the Father to give me gives me a realisation that all of life is an opportunity and within all of life is an opportunity, there are some specific needs that are commensurate with specific things that I can bring, I'm either sometimes too timid to bring them or unaware that I can bring them unless I gather together with other believers who help me bring them. So even though we talk about being with Jesus, arrow leads to being sent by Jesus, arrow leads to being gathered together as church, and you look on a piece of paper and you see, oh, one leads to the other leads to the other, they're actually an ever-evolving circle. Yeah. When, when church goes belly up 
and I start thinking of church as a place to meet or a place to gather for the sake of gathering, we've got to take that arrow and take it right back to Jesus and go, okay, what is there about being with Jesus that we're missing that has me thinking that gathering together as church is the destination Mm -hmm. and I'm totally missing being sent? There's a whole host of things I want to kind of ask in all of that. Um, You know, because it does say in Colossians 1, I think, that, you know, and Christ is ahead of his church, which is his body. So being with Christ, in essence, is obviously meeting with him, but meeting in amongst his body. If everything comes back to love, if being with Jesus, we discover how much the Father loves us, and that's what the whole death and resurrection of Jesus is all about. Remember, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, and Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father. Jesus says, I never do anything except that which the Father shows me. Jesus is the one who, according to John 1.18, lives in the bosom of the Father or at the Father's heart. So Jesus does everything to show us how loved we are by the Father. When we are secure in our identity as sons and daughters of, the, of the, the, the Most High God, I go down the street of Mount Torrens simply as Peter Stikey, but I go down the main street of Mount Torrens as an ambassador of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I cannot help but be otherwise. The only thing that stops me from being otherwise is when I don't see myself through the same lens that the Father in Jesus sees me. That means, sorry, uh, that means that uh, one day I might go down the main street of Mount Torrens and not do anything. Another day I may be going down the main street of Mount Torrens to get the mail and want to rush back really quickly because the cricket's on. And I see someone struggling to get a trench pipe off the the back of uh, a ute for uh, a bit of pipe that he's laying. And I stop and ask him if he wants a hand. And 20 minutes later, the bloke's telling me that his wife's just left him. Mm-hmm. Now, the missional activity there was availability. Uh, it was I was the right person in the right time. And as followers of Jesus, as ambassadors of him, we are always the right people in the right time, as long as we see that our primary activity is being an ambassador of the king. And the other thing that I thought I was on about is actually a secondary. Yeah. I mean, the, the word that came to mind when you're talking about going down the street was intent. So we go down the street with intent, but we, we don't only go down with intent without knowing who we are. So we are, you know, um, we, we are disciples, we are loved, we are sons of the Father. And so then we see things as we wouldn't otherwise see them. And we anticipate, to use Neil Gamble, rather than expect, we anticipate what he might do in us as we're there. Is that, is that a reasonable way of summing things up? And the deeper we go into Father's love and his love for us means that our lives can be full of anticipation to the point where even that anticipation dies and it just becomes normal. Yeah. It just becomes normal for me to respond in that way. Because intent can lead to agenda too. Uh, that's the problem with us human beings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can go down there and think, nailed it today because something significant happened. You know, and I was only just saying to Peter before that, um, you know, Taylor read this quote the other day, everyone wants to change the world, no one wants to do the dishes. And, and you know, that's to, where I got the dishes from. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to see the menial things as that's a part of who I am and, and what it is to live, and, and there's a missional component to it. And, and, and I guess it's, it's reasonable to kind of bring up as well that being missional is not all, you know, rah, 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 high fives, fist pumping, we're cooking snags, we're helping out some poor, lowly people. It's, it's life. I think one thing that's important for us to remember 
is that Jesus, who comes to bring the Father's heart to us and the fullness of everything that exists in Father and in the Godhead to us, Jesus comes as a king, born in humility, and he comes to bring the fullness of the kingdom of God, the, the, the rule and reign, uncontested rule and reign of God. He comes to bring that to the earth. And what's his method? His method is calling 12 blokes and going on a three-year extended camping trip. Yeah. In other words, cutting away the glibness, Jesus calls 12 people to be in a close-knit community an ecclesia or a church, yeah. to, to be in relationship with one another, a relationship of toing and froing, of vulnerability, transparency, of misunderstanding and understanding, and, and they journey. They, they eat together, they sleep along the road together. Jesus tells stories to them, sometimes that they understand, sometimes they don't understand. And in doing that, he is actually modelling to them the fullness of the Father. It doesn't happen outside of the context of relationship. And then in John chapter 17, he says, Father, I've completed the work you gave me to do. And then he spends the rest of John 17 praying for the disciples. So we know that the work that the Father had uh, intended for him to do is to call 12 out of the world to give them everything that he had from the Father. And then he says in the middle of there, as you have sent me, so I'm sending them. Or as the Father sent me, so mm -hmm. I send you. Mm -hmm. In other words, what's he saying? He's saying, whatever you've seen me do, that's, that's what I want you to do. Yeah. So what did they see him do? They saw him gather community of openness, integrity, vulnerability, transparency, and live in the love of that, and out of that, change the lives of those who they came into contact with. So called to be with him, to be sent out by him, to do that with others, will have us living lives of sentness. So... If I find, as uh, we know that an unevaluated life is, um, is a dangerous thing, and so as I, as I am on my jog, or as Julie's sitting in her armchair, or as you are sitting at quarter to seven every morning or whatever it is, we say, Father, what is there about you that I'm missing? And as we stop then and listen, Holy Spirit will actually speak to us about how we've been engaging or how we haven't been engaging. So that whole thing about desire that we looked at last time is foundational for sentness. Yeah. Because if I'm not living out of my sonship, if I'm not living out of my adoption as a son, then the rest of my life is striving and it's seeking to earn love or it's asking questions about love and it's looking for projects and programs where Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and these other things will be added to you. Yeah. So when I seek Jesus as king, the agenda of the king and his kingdom methods and his kingdom ways will be, uh, will be revealed to me, that the, the desire for his kingdom will grow, and then I'll be shown a plethora of opportunities in my life for living as a sent one. Yeah. Sometimes these are very, very specific intentional things. Julie, we've got new neighbours. When can we invite them over for dinner? Intent. Yep. Or I'm walking out. He's struggling to get something off the back of his ute. I go and say, G'day, mate, can I help you? Availability. Yeah. You know. Do you know, the, the new neighbours have been here six weeks and I've been given the keys to their house. <laughs> Why? Because they both worked during the day and he needed some new furniture dropped off. I was the person who let the new furniture person in. Yeah. And uh, th there's a relationship of trust that comes, not because we tried, but simply because we're available. 
Yeah. Was that a missional activity, or was it me living my whole life as a sent one? Was, was, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. Was there a chart that had missional activity for the uh, 12th of the 12th that you could tick off? Yeah. When you got back from that uh, little episode or not? No. No, no there wasn't. It's, it's I, should, I should make one. Yeah, yeah, I can send you one. Don't worry. Um, I was only actually chatting to Mal Greats uh, on the way up here. And, uh, and I, I'm not sure. With a bottle of his fig jam or not? No. No, not this time around. And um, I just asking how he's going and whatever. And I hope I do um, justice to this, Mal. But um, he was talking about when they went away on their trip. And he said, you know, there wasn't... It, it was simple and there wasn't a lot to do. But he... Uh, expected in his heart of hearts certain things or anticipated certain things to happen and they never really happened when he wanted them to happen and he didn't want to make them happen but just at the right time the whole thing came together and he was a part of it that's and, gold and, and I, I found that you know there's availability there there's there's being with Christ and there's, there's watch, intent and there's intent because he's not just kind of leaving things to chance in the sense of just oh that, that was a surprise I didn't expect anything to happen um, and he recognised that it wasn't him that was forcing the agenda; it was God bringing it about. But he knew in his heart. And I think there's a lot of a lot of things there that I learnt as mm. as we were talking this morning. Um, not exactly sure where we'll go from here because there's you know we were really, like uh, when I grew up in Melrose, we had six crossroads. Yeah, it was it was difficult to negotiate when you were uh, trying to give way to cars. But there's many ways we could go with this. Um, but next episode, um, we just want to kind of pick up on mission in the mundane and uh, perhaps a few things uh, from this episode. Thanks for joining us again.